Welcome to the Living Wild Podcast. Today, you are in for a special treat. You are going to be hearing from the Wild CEO, Colin Stuckert. Hello, Wildlings. Colin Stuckert here, founder of Wild Foods, dropping you a little mini episode. We're going to talk about quality why you want quality ingredients, supplements, anything that you're going to put in your body, you want it to be as high quality as possible. And what that means, what does quality mean, right? Our definition of quality here at Wild Foods is as close to nature as possible, meaning every step that a man goes through or woman, that we process something, that we add something to it, that we take something away from it, that we synthesize it. All these different items that we either add to things or the man-made mechanisms that we apply to certain foods and ingredients and supplements are always going to remove a little bit of the nature, sometimes a lot of the nature, from the ingredient. Now, here's the thing. The processed food industry has you know, been booming since pretty much World War II. And as you've seen, we've been getting fatter and sicker ever since. It's like probably the greatest experiment for modern humans and we're, and we're really failing, right? And we still are consuming massive quantities of sugars and grains, pro-inflammatory foods, artificial foods, foods that have been shipped around the world, foods that have been treated in big vats with heat and chemicals and all these artificial things. And just there is just so much nonsense to make food in the food industry as cheap as possible so that the food companies can make as much profit as possible. And as a result, which we can pretty much see this point by just looking at the data, right? Look how processed food has grown and look how fat and sick we've gotten. Look how heart disease and cancer are some of the number, uh, I believe heart disease is the number one killer in America, actually. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm a little, I'm a little removed from that in my day-to-day life. But when I remind myself of that statistic, I just kind of get sick to my stomach because it, it literally is millions of people are dying every year to something that is completely avoidable through lifestyle. Now, we believe that the food that is as close to nature as possible, organic, single origin, grown by small farmers, hand-treated, minimally processed. Some ingredients have to be processed. Some have to be fermented. There's certain things you have to do with certain foods to make them even palatable, right? But there's ways that you can process foods and put them together and combine them and store them and transport them, treat them, respect them to make it so that that ingredient has as much of the natural, wild, whole food integrity in it as possible. And those are the foods that your body is designed through hundreds of thousands of years of living on planet Earth, Homo sapiens, we are designed to take nutrition from raw stuffs in nature and then consume it and then pull out energy from it. And that is without the artificial things that have been added to it or the things that have been done to it that alter the chemicals. I mean, you, I mean, GMOs, we have things where you can literally alter fatty acids, right? Where you can have partially hydrogenated and all this unnatural nonsense that we do so that food companies can get products faster so that they make more money so that they stay longer on the shelf, etc. These are all things that the human body does not know how to use or process. And if someone did an actual study, if we were able to actually lock humans in a cage and feed them these foods so we could do double blind placebo tests and we could have, you know, very specifically scientifically validated data we would pretty much, I mean, I assume, or I would hope, we would do something to outlaw a lot of these things that go on in the food and supplement industries. Of course, we can't do that. But just because we don't have some guy in a lab coat able to do something in the lab does not mean we don't have the information we need, right? And that's why a lot about what I talk about personally in my brand and in Wild Foods are the first principles of human health and nutrition. 
We know for sure that humans, before we ever had machines to do anything for us, before we ever had artificial preservatives or any of this nonsense that we have in the food industry, before any of that, we survived on food that was found in nature. That's why we're here today. Our ancestors ate only real food. And that's why that first principle, right, capital F, capital P, that first principle is something that we can know is a truism. We don't yet know how to replicate the things from the wild and the real natural foods so that the human body can use it and get the same effect. Maybe the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we'll be able to actually manufacture foods that can replicate what real wild food does without any of the consequences that you get from a lot of the processed foods, right? I think at some point we will solve that problem. But until then, a lot of people are gonna die. A lot of kids are gonna be obese and overweight. A lot of people are gonna live lower quality lives. And I'm not okay with that. And that's why our mission on Wild Foods is to promote these ideas, is to promote real food and first principle awareness of concepts and how the human body is designed and focusing on our biology and our history so that we can make better decisions in the day-to-day so we can live longer lives, so we can pass along that legacy to our kids, and then hopefully we can elicit change in people around us. Okay, so I had this product in front of me, and I'm gonna give you just one example today. This is obviously a broader topic that we could spend a lot of time on, but I'm gonna focus on one protein product that I that I happened to, I saw on Instagram today. I literally swiped up out of curiosity. There was an ad, and it was a protein powder. It was, you know, more geared towards like the bodybuilding crowd, and so I was, I was just curious. I like to look at ingredient lists, okay? I'm doing this for years. Obviously, with Wild Foods, simple ingredients, like that's something I look for as a consumer. It's what we built the company around, but I wanted to get an idea of what people were buying in the market place for kind of a different niche and demographic. And I was, you know, I was sadly let down, but also not sadly let down because it means that we're doing the thing we should be doing, right? But I'm still saddened that these type of products are still so prevalent. People are making a lot of money on them and consumers are, are really damaging their health as a result. So let me read off these ingredients and then I'm going to compare it to our wild way. And I'm going to share with you how many ingredients are in that product. Okay. So this product is one scoop, 28 grams, 32 servings per container. The ingredients are low temperature processed whey protein isolate, cocoa processed with alkali, which is actually like a lime-like substance that they use to process cocoa, which I'm not so sure that it's a great thing. And it's literally chemical. I mean, the cocoa is actually treated with chem- like chemical baths the way they do this. So we always actually use natural process uh, cocoa, which doesn't use any alkali. And so that's the second green here. Creamer powder, which includes coconut oil, corn syrup solids. So there you go. There's a subsidized crop that, that probably is GMO. Sodium caseinite. It's not really a bad product. It's not that bad. Dipotassium phosphate. Not sure what that is. Contains 2% or less of the following. Mono and diglycerides. Sometimes monodiglycerides can be bad. Sometimes they're not that bad. It really depends on the source. Generally, the cheaper the product, and since this product is already using other cheap ingredients, I would be suspect, right? I would be hesitant to consume the monodiglycerides from this. Silicon dioxide, usually it's not, that's, that uh, is a salt or some similar, so that's usually not a big deal. Natural flavor, that can mean a lot of things. Again, it depends on the source. You have to kind of trust the company you're buying from because natural flavor is a blanket term that the FDA has been able to say, you can use all these different things and call it natural flavor. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's used to protect the formulation so that people can't copy recipes, but that doesn't always mean it's a good thing. And so again, it really depends. But these other ingredients, I would assume that that's not a great product. Soy lustin, generally that's that's not actually that bad of a product. I've actually done some research into soy lustin itself. I, you know, it's soy derived, it's not ideal. Uh, sunflower lustin I like better, but soy lustin is generally considered safe by most people like in paleo, like Rob Wolf's talked about this a little bit or whatever. Salt, uh, I would prefer if that said sea salt instead of salt because this could be some, it could be a refined salt that who knows, you know, what could be in it. This one is a, is funny. Titanium dioxide color, <laughs> literally titanium dioxide. That almost sounds like 
what you'd find in rust, right? Rust color. Sucralose, which is Splenda. And there's a lot of research around sucralose and it, I don't consume it. I would not recommend anybody consume it. Artificial sweeteners are just too risky. Another thing, we can see the trends. As humans, modern humans in the West, let's say, have consumed more artificial sweeteners, while at the same time, humans are getting sicker, getting cancer at younger rates, childhood obesity, heart disease, et cetera. So again, it's just one of those things that it's not safe because we don't know right? Would you want to risk your long-term health so you could get a shot of some gross tasting artificial sweetener? <laughs> I think no. The last ingredient is, I always have trouble pronouncing this one, but I did a video on this on YouTube about this specific sweetener and about a lot of the research pertaining to the sweetener and how it's not good, pretty much. I mean, it's safe to say it's not good. It's Ashuflame Potassium, A-C-E-S-U-L Fame, Ashuflame Potassium. And that is the last ingredient. And this is in one scoop of a whey protein product, right? Now, I have a lot of things I could go off on here. I could talk about this for a long time, but I want to keep this a short show. This is unnecessary. And this is the problem I see with a lot of these products. People will focus on flavor first and not pay attention to ingredients. And that is a huge, huge consumer error. And that's why you're able to have companies like this that are making millions, I mean, even billions of dollars selling shitty products. Now, you have whey protein. You're pretty much mostly taking that for the way. That's why people buy it. They're trying to get the amino acids. They're trying to get recovery. They're trying to build muscle, all these things. Protein, it is. It's good. It's good, okay? You want to have protein. But having it in this form makes no sense. Now, let me show you what we have for our wild way, okay? So we have one whey protein product, and that's all we'll pretty much ever have. And it is a non-denatured or cold processed whey protein, meaning they process it at the minimum allowable temperature by law because you have to pasteurize whey. You can't make raw, you can't use raw whey, raw milk, I should say, in the United States. So there are certain things you have to do. Then it is immediately air-cooled using proprietary technology so that you can preserve as much of those fragile immune-boosting properties in the raw milk itself, right? Raw milk is known for its benefits if you drink it raw. But the problem is most of the milk that we have, like in the States, is all pasteurized, homogenized, all this crap's done to it. And it's just, it's basically sugar water at this point, at that point, right? But raw milk itself has a lot of immune boosting properties. So the ingredients in are non-denatured grass-fed whey protein from organic pastures in Australia. The cows graze on organic pastures. The ingredients are this, ready for it? Native whey protein concentrate. That is the one ingredient in the primary unflavored whey. And that is all you need. Now, we do have a flavored version for those that like something a little sweet, that like the flavor. We all like to drink things and eat things that are flavorful. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And there's a way that you can do it while embracing the wildness of the ingredient. The ingredient on our vanilla, which is to die for, but both the chocolate and the vanilla are simply amazing. Native whey protein concentrate, first ingredient. Natural flavors. Gum acacia, okay, which helps with the mixability. And stevia. That's absolutely it. Now, chocolate. Our chocolate whey, which is also really amazing. I love it with coffee. I mean, it's just, as coffee is the base instead of water, it is simply amazing. Native whey protein concentrate, natural cocoa powder, and this is not processed with alkali, natural flavor, gum acacia, and stevia. So one, two, three, four, five ingredients for a flavored whey, and it tastes absolutely amazing. I, I bet you it tastes better than the fake crap that I was just listing off. So that's it for today's show. I want to give you a purview into 
some of how we think about ingredients, why we think about ingredients this way, you know, how it connects to your health, your long-term health, how you really are taking a risk when you're consuming ingredients that are suspect. And companies generally, especially in food and CBG, making products is very expensive. Like I sometimes brag to people and say, you should see what I pay for my raw materials. For me, that's a sign of pride because it means I'm supporting farmers and growers and I'm getting the good stuff. When I save money by going to cheaper suppliers, which I get hit up all the time, people want to sell me this, want to sell me that. And I could go with them, but it would be incongruent to me into our wild mission, into what we believe. And at the end of the day, you know, this is how you think long-term in business, the consumer would see through because they wouldn't love the products as much Therefore, they would try other products. They would go to other companies, et cetera, right? So the way that we build trust, the way that we keep customers coming back is one, they know they can trust us that we're gonna keep the same quality. They're gonna be able to taste and feel the same quality, right? We're not changing stuff up. We're not trying to save a buck every every day. That is really the wild mission and how we do things on a daily basis. We aim to source the highest quality ingredients from small producers around the world with as much of the wild integrity, the wild nutrition into those ingredients. And then we let the consumer get results in their personal life and then come back for more. And we might make less, I know we make less, per unit than a lot of other companies, but that's because we're paying more for quality. So thanks for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at info at wildfoods.co. Make sure you use code WILDCEO for 12% off your entire order in the Wild Foods shop at wildfoods.co. Follow us on Instagram at wildfoodsco. And again, we're here to help. We want to help you live a better life so you can pass along that to your kids and to people around you. And then let's change the industry. Let's change the future of humanity because right now, modern humans are devolving and I'm not okay with that. What about you?